you know, leading a team remotely requires a different approach, right? To maintaining that productivity, that collaboration, and the morale within the team. We'll explore kind of some some key strategies and how I think you can effectively walk this out leading a team remotely and just kind of talk about some of the successes and maintaining that positive work culture. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. All right, this is SK Vaughn here going solo on the podcast, and I'm really excited about our topic today. But before we jump into that, I always start with how are you surviving and thriving this week? And so how am I surviving? Well, I'm going into kind of my busier season personally, as well as professionally. So kind of surviving through a lot of transitions right now, and just trying to keep my head above water with the workload and trying to manage, you know, just my time and the tasks that I have to get done, but then also the fun things that I want to do. So just trying to balance it all right now is probably how I'm surviving, but then thriving. Like I'm super excited that sweater weather is here and I cannot be more excited. Like this is my season, right? Like this is thriving to me. I love sweater weather. I love when the leaves change. Also happen to really love Gilmore Girls. And so this is just encouraging me to rewatch all of the seasons. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> He's used to it by now, though. Also, fun fact, Halloween Town, Disney Channel Kids, you know what I'm talking about. This is my month to really just lean into all of the nostalgia. I don't care if people don't like the movie or the plot or the acting or whatever, <laughs> or, you know, the sci-fi elements to it. Man, like when I think of my childhood, I think of Halloween Town and I think of that movie and that just makes me really thrive. Like I'm just like, yes, back to it, back to the basics. Um, It's just my favorite, like it's just my favorite time of the year and we always have like an annual party. So that's coming up and getting ready for that. So it's just a great, great season. So that's how I'm thriving. All right. So what we're all here for, talking about Mastering Virtual Leadership, Best Practices for Leading a Remote Team. With this being said, I have been working remotely for a year and a half, and it's brought about a lot of really good things. And it's also been a really hard time as like an individual contributor and also leading like multiple people from Mobile while they're in Birmingham. It can be done and it has been done and it's been really fulfilling but just kind of wanted to talk through like how you can effectively do it. Before we jump into that though, I wanted to read some stats to you because I do love a good stat from Forbes. It's like as of 2023, 12.7% of people who are full-time employees work from home, while 28.2% work in a hybrid model, meaning they go, you know, a few days at home and a few days in the office. Now that still leaves what? Like 
59.1% still work in the traditional office setting. So this percentage still kind of surprises me, but everyone's still talking about the upswing coming off of like COVID and everyone who did work remotely full-time. It kind of opened that door for myself and others to really like do this full-time and it not be seen as like weird or, you know, avoiding work or whatever. It does have its downfalls, but it also has like a lot of advantages to it too. But by 2025, it's predicting that 32.6 million Americans will work remote. So it's definitely going to continue to have an upswing and it's projected to continue to grow gradually and shift towards more remote work arrangements. And I think that's just kind of where the world is probably going to, just because if you think about like global economics and stuff, like it, to me, it seems to make a lot of sense. But at the same time, like, I think it's still nice to be able to like have those conversations in person and still work with the team with a whiteboard. Like those are the things that yes, can be done. And I have done it remotely, but there's something just really sweet about getting in a room with people, seeing the body language in person, the ways you communicate sometimes is nonverbal. So I do think it's helpful and it helps build that camaraderie and in that way, but you can still do that. Keep in mind, it can still be done remotely. It just takes a lot of intentionality. The rise of remote work has presented leaders with new challenges in managing and leading teams effectively from home. But, you know, leading a team remotely requires a different approach, right? To maintaining that productivity, that collaboration, and the morale within the team. We'll explore kind of some some key strategies and how I think you can effectively walk this out leading a team remotely and just kind of talk about some of the successes and maintaining that positive work culture. Number one is really all about establishing clear communication channels. So just making sure that like as you're leading a team, it's effective to know which channel, such as video conferences, instant messaging platforms, like we use, you know, chat or we have Asana, which is like our project management tool or system that we use to also keep track of like our projects and communicating amongst the team on, you know, what's hanging out there, what's not. I think but encouraging open communication and just making sure everyone feels comfortable voicing their thoughts, their opinions, asking questions and really seeking to understand and to get clarity. I always say clarity is kindness and I really sincerely believe that. But regularly, you know, provide updates and keep everyone informed of project progress, expectations and, and changes. I think over communication is really important. I pick up the phone and try to talk to people pretty regularly. I also meet, I have what I call tea time and happy hour. Like I said, all these fun meetings on my calendar with random team members every so often just to try to keep it fresh and fun. And it's equal parts investing in them as an individual, but also portion of the meeting is usually about tasks and what's going on and deadlines and strategy and different things like that. But I think it's important to have, to kind of set the tone as like, hey, I'm not there physically but I'm literally a video call away or I'm a phone call away or a text. I think just making sure that you appear to be available is really important and over communicating to whoever you're managing, but also having to manage up. And that does take a level of open and honest communication. I think fostering trust and autonomy say like respect to me is given freely. Like you have my respect. I'm listening. I'm available, but trust. That's a whole nother thing. You have to earn trust and trust does take time, but it's a, it's a key component to building relationships internally as well as externally. And so I think fostering trust and autonomy is so important. 
it's crucial, especially when you're working remote, because you don't always have the benefit of the doubt in front of people, right? Like you can give it, but it's easier when people are like, Hey, about that email, I hope it didn't come across like whatever. And you can like walk by someone's desk and like smile and joke about it. But when you're remote, you know, sometimes the day gets away from you and you've got to still circle back and make that call or make that chat or send the funny gif or or meme or something to make fun of yourself on. But like making sure that that's a part of it. But establishing trust by empowering your team with autonomy, I think, is important. And the way that you can do this is by clearly defining roles, responsibilities, and then the expectations, and then just step back, right? And trust your team to fulfill their tasks. My leadership style, for better or for worse, <laughs> is I'm going to give you all the tools, all the resources that you need to go big and to have fun with it. And I'm going to let you run with it, right? And when you need me, loop me back in and I've got your back 100%. Like, let's talk through it. Let's figure out which ways we can do this. Let's poke holes in this. Like, that's my style. But I think micromanaging from a distance probably feels like you have control over things. But I think that's when you start to lose that credibility is when you try to hold on to those things so tightly. So you kind of have to live and let live a little bit, I think, from a remote perspective and understand that you can't control it all, but you can hold people accountable and enable transparent decision making processes, you know, asking for input and feedback when it makes sense. I'm always that person that appreciates that feedback because sometimes you don't always have that level of self-awareness. And I think it's important. I think it goes a long way when you can start building that trust and asking people those questions. But trusting your team members to accomplish their goals instills a sense of ownership and motivates them to really do their best work. And, you know, especially I've onboarded people while remote too, and also while going through a death in the family. And that's difficult in and of itself. I'm just going to be really real with y'all. Like that was a really hard season. But the way that I did it was I created like a 30, 60, 90 day onboarding document with timelines, deadlines, and expectations. And so although I wasn't there in person to onboard our new team member, I was able to discuss with that person, okay, this is everything that needs to get done within 30 days. This is how you should be feeling at this stage in the conversation. And if you don't feel that way, let me know. And like, let's regroup, let's figure out what needs to get done. And so we'd we'd set out in the beginning of the month and talk through that document and then that person would check off the specific line item. We talk through when we discuss, okay, well, what can we do for the 60 days? Like what needs to change? How can I help in this way? And so we just kept doing that for 30, 60, 90 days. And that person kind of had like a little bit of a clearer understanding of like what they needed to do. So that means setting clear goals and expectations. And I'm a big believer in smart goals. If you're a team member of mine, you're probably rolling your eyes because I talk about this a lot, especially when it comes to roadmap season, which here we are. Remote teams really thrive, I feel like, when everyone has clear understanding of the goals and the expectations. So when you set smart goals, what I mean by that is set set goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. Let's say SK, I'm the new person on the team or someone who is on my team. SK, I need you to have gone through five of these client briefs, understanding these three components of each of them and have them ready to discuss in our next meeting set two weeks from today. We'll be going over X, Y, and Z. So please come prepared. So I think make sure you're giving specific, like this is what you need to go over. 
this is everything that you need to look through in that document. This is what success looks like when you read through this document. You know, I need five of them. So the five client briefs. And then if you tell them, I need, we're going to review this. You need to know X, Y, and Z by X date. That helps people really clearly understand what they're setting out to do. Now, if I'm creating a smart goal for a client, it's like, Mr. Client, we want to grow your business by 10% resulting in X number by October of 2023. Like that's just another example of like how you can set like marketing goals as it relates to business goals with like time bound and specific measurable things that you can actually, you know, effectively track. By setting these goals and communicating to them effectively, you're really ensuring that each team member understands what they're setting out to do. And then you're holding them accountable by providing those key performance indicators and regularly reviewing the process together. So kind of like I talked about that 30, 60, 90 day track, like those were all the things that I needed that person to do by X date. And then we walked through it and, and reviewed it and asked questions as to was, was this completed? Was this not? And why wasn't it? And I think we were able to walk through it together and it was a dialogue. It wasn't like a lecture. It was more, you know, conversational. I think that helps really create alignment and focus and kind of help really taking away from the confusion or the misdirection that can inevitably come up when you've got like five other people in the office who are hybrid and you happen to be remote. It helps to kind of set clarity and um, also just cuts out a lot of the noise and confusion that might come from that. My fourth kind of takeaway when leading remotely is really encouraging collaboration and team building. So a way you can do that is, you know, utilizing collaboration tools like shared documents or virtual whiteboards. Like Canva has a really good whiteboard that you can do. I did a lot of icebreakers whenever I would have team meetings to just like off the wall things like how would you handle an apocalypse? Like who would be the two people that you would partner up with in like an apocalypse? And like everyone would be like, what the heck, SK? Like, why are you asking us these questions? But it always like stumped the team and made them like <laughs> probably question why I was leading them. But it also made them like laugh a little bit and get outside of their head and not really be thinking about just what they're trying to do that day. And also kind of, I think, built, built a little bit of camaraderie and like idea sharing and like you can say almost anything and it's off the wall and it doesn't matter, right? Like that's what, that's when you kind of let your walls down and you just start being a human being on the other side of the call. But yeah, utilizing tools like Canva or, you know, even like Google Docs are helpful for brainstorming and idea sharing. Some people are, like love the bubble maps or like the, what are they called? Like the word mapping stuff. If you're like stuck on trying to get something unstuck, organizing virtual team building activities and like utilizing technology, like by doing like some fun virtual games with the team or brain teasers or, you know, icebreakers are always a lot of fun. And this just builds like connections and trust and camaraderie and just allows people to, again, let their walls down. And it encourages like regular video conferences or virtual coffee chats. Like I mentioned, like my tea times where we drink tea or my happy hour. <laughs> Where like I'll have, you know, I'm probably still drinking water most of the day anyway, but it's nice to have like these fun meetings where it's equal parts, like seriousness, like let's get to business. But then it's also like, let's also just get to know each other as human beings. 
And I think that's important to like really like foster personal interactions and just like really cultivating just like real relationships with people. But it starts to create a sense of unity despite the physical distance. And I think that's really, really key. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to elevate your morning routine? Well, look no further than the Bava Java Coffee Variety Box. Inside this box, you will find an assortment of hand-selected specialty coffee beans from different regions, carefully chosen for their flavor notes and profiles. From the bold and robust to the smooth and mellow, every sip delivers a taste that will leave you craving more. So, whether you're an espresso connoisseur, a latte lover, a coffee enthusiast, or just trying to jumpstart your morning, Bava Java Coffee has something for you. This variety box provides a month's worth of coffee. It also makes for the perfect gift for that person in your life who was hard to buy for this holiday season. Ready to elevate your coffee experience? Head over to bavajavacoffee.com and use the code SK20 for an exclusive 20% off your variety box. I think it's important to provide support and resources even from a distance. So Remote team members need access to adequate support and resources. So ensure that they have the tools, the technology, the infrastructure, right? With workflow processes is really important to perform their roles well. I think offering training and professional development to really enhance skills and knowledge is so important. I don't care what stage your business is in. If you've been around for two years, 10 years, 20 years, you still need to make sure that you're pouring back into your team members and getting them the support and the resources that they need. And I think it's important to, you know, provide ongoing feedback and support and really just ensuring that there's growth and, and really walking alongside your team members. I think, like I've mentioned, open lines of communication really allows your team members to seek out assistance when they need it. And then that will reduce the frustrations and will enhance the productivity. It's going to be important to embrace flexibility and work-life balance. Remote work offers that flexibility. And as a leader, it's essential to promote a healthy work-life balance. So encourage your team members to establish boundaries between work and personal life. It's really easy when you work from home just to like not close the door and just to like have your laptop open at night and, and keep working long hours while you've got like your best Netflix show on and it, it seems normal, but <sighs> This is a struggle for me. You can't do that. You have to close wherever you're working at in your house. Like I have my own office and it's like in its own little wing of the house purposefully, right? Like it's not in my bedroom and I have, this is a luxury. Not everyone has this, but I close the door, turn the lights off at a certain time and I go to work out or I go to do something and I plan for that because if I don't, I'll be here all night right? Like the emails don't stop. The work doesn't stop and it'll always be there. And so when you work from home, it's easier just to keep churning out work and that's not healthy. And you're actually setting an example that you don't realize that you're setting. Establish boundaries between work and personal life. Respect your team member's schedules and time zones, which is also tricky. Luckily, both of me and, and the team, we're all in the same time zone, but I have some clients who aren't, and that can be kind of tricky. And then just being flexible whenever you can, just whenever possible, but also know that you have boundaries for a reason. Encourage taking breaks. 
and going for a walk or just stepping outside and like taking a breath, just getting away from the screen for a second. Maintaining regular work hours to avoid burnout is so, so important. I'm not great at this. I'm working on it. That's why I turn off my lights and close my door. (laughs) But that's important because it will lead to burnout. And then a balanced and supportive team is really more, more productive and more motivated than ever when you really lead by example in these ways. Wow, which brings me to my next one, leading by example. So lead by example, you know, as a remote team leader, it's really important to do this, demonstrating effective remote work practices like punctuality, responsiveness, and accountability is is super important. Sometimes it's easier said than done, depending on how crazy the day is. If you're just jumping from meeting to meeting, it can be hard, but it's important to hold yourself accountable to these things, you know, showcasing strong communication skills and active listening. And of course, empathy, right? Like we've all been there. It's important to listen and to really seek to understand, but also just deeply care for people. But model a positive attitude, be adaptable and resilient during those challenging times. Leading by example really sets the tone for your team. And I think it really inspires them to follow in your in your lead. Leading a remote team requires a fresh set of strategies and approaches to ensure success by establishing those clear communication channels, fostering trust and autonomy, setting clear goals and expectations, encouraging collaboration and team building, providing support and resources, embracing flexibility and work-life balance, and leading by example, you can effectively lead your remote team to achieve its full potential. So remember, effective remote leadership is all it boils down to is really creating a supportive and encouraging as well as an engaging work environment that empowers your team to thrive, adapt, and succeed in a remote environment. It can be done. I hope that was helpful (laughs) and not me just ranting about a bunch of remote work time, but um, it can feel like an island if you don't put in the effort to stay connected with people. So if you are that remote leader, it's okay to also pour into others, but you need to pour into yourself. And so know that if you're out there and you're leading a team remotely, or if you're like an individual contributor freelancing remotely, I'm here. There are resources available to you. You've got this and keep thriving. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.